subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas around the world to the Ninja Selling Podcast. He's Garrett. I'm Matt. And I find it interesting, Garrett. A lot of people have said to me recently that our voices sound the same. Have you heard that? Maybe as we've just been together so long. I feel like I'm talking to myself half the time. It's like, wow, I didn't believe I just said that. Did I just say that? Sounded great. I have heard that, by the way. We're becoming that old married couple that just sounds like each other. We have the same mannerisms and the way that we speak is what's going on. So I appreciate everybody for listening so long that you have enjoyed this journey with us of kind of merging of our voices, so to speak. But hey, before we dive into today's topic, as always, go check out our Ninja Selling Podcast community on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash The Ninja Selling Podcast, approaching or over 10,000 members at this point. I could go into detail a lot about the great stuff that's in there, but you guys already know about it. Those of you who participate and provide amazing support in there. So thank you all for being amazing members of that community. If you're looking for anything Ninja Selling related, coaching, installations, Ninja U, all these things, head over to ninjaselling.com. Everything is there for your perusing to learn more about Ninja. Garrett, you brought a great topic today. It is a good one. The region beta paradox, which I hadn't heard of this term, understood the concept when you started explaining it to me. But this is a really, really interesting concept and theory because this applies so well into the world of real estate and this kind of self-employment cash flow quadrant that we are all in. I was actually listening to a podcast. Don't know where it came from. And I don't even remember who I was listening to. This is the worst part. I wrote down quickly region beta paradox because I'm like, I have to come back and find out what that is. Like, I'm very curious what that is. What it led me to is this understanding, this basic formula that they've figured out of human growth and when change happens, like when we make changes happen in our world. And what they found is, is there's a place that as we move forward, pain levels start to rise. And as pain levels start to rise, there's a certain point at which you say, okay, I can't take that pain anymore. I'm now going to make an adjustment in my world that's going to allow me to move forward with better results. Up until you make that point where you hit that there's enough pain, this is when you're in this place called the region beta paradox. And in this place, people can linger in here because they don't want to push forward to the place that they have to make the big change. And the pain's not really bad enough to really like, I don't know, do much about. So they kind of hang in there. They don't push forward and they don't fix the pain and they just get stuck. The minute I was listening to this on the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I've seen myself in my own personal life in this area. I know friends and family members that have health stuff going on that made me go like, oh gosh, they're in this this paradox here right now. And I think it's a really good thing for people to understand so that you can take a step back and go, okay, where in my life am I in this paradox, this stuck area? And Matt, I brought this up to you and you're like, that's a really cool concept. I don't know. I had light bulbs go on when I listened to it. So uh, when I was hearing it. So I'm really excited to discuss this with you, Matt, because you brought up some great things around like, you. I mean, you always go to health, but around health like came up for you. Business came up for me. Relationships came up. I mean, let's talk about this. I'm excited about this concept. 
Yeah, there was two thoughts that immediately came to mind that I think are incredible examples of this. And because essentially what this is saying is that very, very significant, intense emotions and pain are easier to recover from than mild things. And you look at it in sports, right? You take an athlete who has a mild injury, some recurring like, ooh, a little bit of back pain or a bummed knee or something. And they just seem to never, ever recover from it. It's just recurring. Whereas you have an athlete who breaks their leg or goes through a severely traumatic injury like in football or something like maybe like Peyton Manning with his neck and all this stuff had to do all this crazy surgeries and things. And those people seem to come back. And then in business, similarly, you have a lot of these, I was broke, living out of my car, living under a bridge, and now I'm a multimillionaire or a billionaire because things got so bad. See it a lot with people who've turned their life around from alcoholism. Man, like I was in the hospital and like finally it clicked and I turned it around. And that for me is like, oh, because the pain is so intense that something has to change to drive a different path. So it opens up opportunity in a way. Whereas if you're in this mild pain or these mild negative emotions, our vision doesn't expand to see that, hey, we could actually be going a different path that would take us so much further and faster and, and to a, a better life and business. And so I think it's fascinating to figure out, okay, how do we then take this concept and apply it to the majority of us who I would say are in a zone of mediocrity? Well, and it's interesting too with this region beta paradox, what they talk about, if you would have addressed the problem early on, you would be light years ahead of where you currently are right now by making the change once the pain levels got high enough. Like you would have far succeeded where you are now making this change at with the time that's passed. I was thinking about my mother in law, and my mother in law has had a weird, bunky knee for many, 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 many years. The conversations about having her knee redone have come up over and over and over again. And it's bad. It's bad. She can't walk very far. She you know, has trouble kind of getting in and out of cars sometimes. If she steps wrong, she was out on a weekend with us the other day and she stepped wrong on something and it really put her down for the entire day because she's just like, I can't get up. I can't move around. And she's now at a point of saying, okay, I'm going to go get my knee done. I'm going to get my knee done. But it's interesting. The knee pain subsides. She can get around and be mobile a little bit again. And all of a sudden it's like, eh, yeah, well, I'll do the knee thing. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Part of me goes, what if 10 years ago, she addressed the knee, got the knee fixed? Who would she be today health-wise? Because that knee being bummed makes her not be able to exercise very well. It makes her be more stagnant. You know, There's things that now you're in your 70s and you're not being mobile start to kind of catch up to you. What if 10 years ago, she got the mobility who would she be today? Would she be traveling more? Would she be out you know, playing with my kids in a different way? Would she be just more active and mobile on their ranch? They've got 116 acres that when you got a bum knee, there's only one way to get around and it's tractor. Look at how different life could be if that was, you know, that was handled. And again, she's still in the paradox. Even though that knee put her down for an entire day, she's still in that paradox. Look at relationships. I mean, we've all watched couples that are just like, and you're like, man, they're getting a divorce. This this isn't going to last long. Like I can see it from a mile away. And years later, they're still just, it's like, gosh, guys, what are you getting out of this? 
where all of a sudden that relationship ends and they're like, I'm free. I should have done this years ago. This has been a bad situation for so long. I should have made that change early. It's like, well, where would you have been if you would have done that? Who would you have met? What different place would you be in looking for a new mate at 30 rather than at 50? Not to say that we'd lose our game, but it can. But like, how would that look different? And I think this is where, for me, I've started to look at things in my life. That's like, okay, what if I would have made that change a long time ago when I was saying, okay, it's not that bad. And then some things I'm looking at right now in my life and I'm going like, what are those little teeny pebbles in my shoe that I would used to say I could walk on, it's going to be okay. Well, what if I just stopped right now and took the pebble out of my shoe? Because it's not a thorn. It's not that bad. But what if I had a great walking surface right now and just fixed it and moved along? That's where I keep coming with this. I keep overanalyzing things in my life going, what if I didn't wait for it to be that bad? What if I fixed it now and we moved along? Becoming aware of this, and I love stuff like this because... I feel like it's a little bit beyond my natural intelligence. And so I want to learn more about it. So the mathematical side of this, the region beta, which is this space graphically between the results that I guess are currently being achieved versus the results that could be in a way they use. If you Google this, you'll see a chart of a commuter who prefers to walk versus bicycle to further distances. And you have this difference of the region beta, which is how quickly they can get to places and you know, okay, I prefer to walk within a mile of where we are, but how long is it really taking to do that versus having access to all of these things by being on a bicycle? So we see these region beta paradoxes in everyday life with commutes and access to different things. And so for me, it's like, okay, that region beta is the unknown zone that we do not see until there is this stressor that comes in to force our vision to see it, which seems conversely because like, well, stressors like would sometimes create tunnel vision, but sometimes open up opportunity. And so how do we then push ourselves into seeing those things? Like, how do we acknowledge like, hey, maybe we're in this zone of being on the wrong side of this region beta, (laughs) this mathematical region that exists? And how do I cross over that to something else? If we just assume that we're walking, to use this chart that exists out there, if we assume that what we're current state is a walking state, what's the bicycle? What's the bicycle that's going to get us to where we want to go? Now, I know there's logistics, like then you got to bring a lock because if you're going to go places, you got to lock up your bike. And So Matt, to go down that path, I look at it as, okay, so we're comfortable, let's say, with a 10-minute walk, right? Yeah. We can turn that 10-minute walk into a two-minute bike ride. Okay, well, are we just reclaiming time or are we opening up the next one, two, three, four, five miles of distance around us then now we have job opportunities. Like it's not just like, oh, I've shortened my commute. That's why I want to ride a bike. It's like, no, you've just opened up this incredible area of opportunity that you weren't looking at before. So this actually just now, the reverse of this, I was thinking about time spent doing real estate, the region beta paradox, like the beta region for a lot of realtors out there is their database their neighbors, the people that they know really well. We're stuck in this walking mode of, oh, leads come in. I need to service those. It doesn't matter where they are. I'll travel all over here and do this. And versus, wait, I have a database of people who are right here in front of me, who know me, who like me and trust me. If I was just in flow with them, spending less time commuting, I would maybe have access to more business opportunities within a a closer circle, which saves time. 
that's a region beta that exists right out there right now for everybody who's listening. How about hiring an assistant? Love to hire an assistant, but I don't have time to hire an assistant. And all of a sudden, our coaching client calls us and goes, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. How do I hire an assistant? I am absolutely overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. I can't take this anymore. I missed my kid's game. What do I do? I need to figure this out now. Oh, boom. All of a sudden, they have an assistant and they go... Oh my gosh, look at what's opened up here. Look at how much stuff I'm getting done. Look at these projects that are being taken care of that have been sitting on the back burner here further. What if you hired the assistant up front? This takes me to another thought that just popped into my head. So my daughter is thinking right now about getting into real estate. Matt, she's going to be with us in Charleston here coming up. Yes. Oh, I'm excited about that. That will have happened. She's coming with me. So she is very set on getting into real estate. And she's one of those ones that when it comes down to the paperwork and the details of a lot of stuff, part of me goes, oh gosh, I hope she's going to be okay in real estate. I was joking with Sarah and then I started to get more serious about it. What if we just hired her an assistant right up front? What if as a brand new agent, we figured out a way for her to have an assistant to be like, this person's going to take care of our transaction coordinator. They're going to take care of all this stuff that could potentially block her from growth in real estate because she could get so wound up in this region beta paradox, she could get so stuck there that she's just doing one home a year and going, yeah, I have my real estate license and I kind of help somebody out when I can because the paperwork stresses her out or all the details stress her out, but she can do it and she can help people along to the difference of taking that all off her plate, getting it solved. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, I just have to go out and help people. I just have to put situations together. She could easily get trapped in there This is the beauty of of addressing what are the things that are causing you pain and finding solutions to them quick so that you can step beyond that. I love that idea. And actually, John Montgomery and Robert Roof, they have the JR group with Crylike in Clarksville, Tennessee, and they did that. They got into real estate. They said, you know what? We're going to hire a transaction coordinator right off the bat. And everybody said, no, you don't need to do that. Uh, You should learn that side. Now, they still know how that stuff works. They learned it, but they hired a transaction coordinator right off the bat and it totally changed the trajectory of their business getting started in real estate. And they're thriving because of it, because it allowed them to spend more time with more people and serve their clients at a higher level versus worrying about paperwork and coordination of these things. They understand what's going on there. Just because you have somebody doing it doesn't mean that you don't know how to do it. So whether they were thinking about the region beta paradox at the time, probably not, maybe so, both military guys. So they're very, very intelligent when it comes to that kind of stuff and it changed their business. So I think that's what we all have these spaces that we need to address and understand, hey, do I want to wait until the pain is bad enough or can I actually make a change now that can put me on the same track as that billionaire who's like, well, you know, there's a different thing that sparked them. Yes, there is. But that doesn't mean it's not accessible to you. You just have to acknowledge it. And it's this goes to cognitive dissonance and all of that stuff, Garrett, too, of how do we create these mental strengths? A big concept that's been out there for a while, but it's kind of getting a little bit more popularized right now is putting yourself in tough situations. Programs like 75 Hard, there's other programs out there and you know other encouragements like hey put yourself in really really hard situations to artificially create that higher pain point that higher stressor that then pushes you to make this switch and i think that's something that we should all look for each day is like how do we put ourselves in those situations to create that cognitive dissonance that drives us to find the bicycle right 
it's an interesting way you just put that is like we're now starting to search for these things that will cause us to find that threshold point. Interesting, Matt, you got my brain going down a whole different path here. I think for anybody listening out there, this is where I'd, I'd love to have a bigger conversation with people about this because I think that there is an opportunity here for everybody to step back. And I mean, I can see it in my life, but take a step back and say, where in my world is it just not bad enough yet? And I think those areas that it's just not bad enough yet, that's where we need to stop and be like, that's not okay. That's not an okay place to live in. It's just not bad enough yet. And would you be okay if this not bad enough yet continued out for three years, five years, 10 years, and just kind of was this way? Or what would life look like if we found a solution to it? What if we could take, you know, eliminate this out of our world? I know for me, it's made me just step back and just start having major eye-opening moments and cutting things out, taking things in my world and saying, I can't have time for that anymore. I need to move a different direction. Or again, just simply finding a solution to stuff. Health for me has come up. Ever since COVID hit, man, my health was like, I was on point. Well, breaking my leg didn't help either. This time of year too is a lot of getting stuck in this this mediocrity zone, as I like to call it. And I think I've said this on a podcast before. I was, I've been very, very good at managing mediocrity at different phases of my life. And I hate that. And so finding those triggers that identify those things, health is a great thing because we can always challenge our own fitness, our own nutrition, our own mental health every day. And that carries over to business. Whereas business, sometimes we assume we have to wait for different opportunities, which I get, but our health, like we live with ourselves every single day. And we get to reap the rewards of the investment that we put into our health and fitness. And so it's looking at, okay, well, I'm doing okay, right? Doctor says my numbers are good, right? Let's just take that as an example. That is feeding that, okay, yeah, it's not bad, right? Because I think part of this region beta paradox also is not just having things that are bad, but things that are not bad, but also at the same time, not great, right? (laughs) So it's like, okay, well, I'm kind of healthy. And then this is where I think a lot of the surprises in health come. Oh my goodness, all of a sudden this came out of nowhere and this came out of nowhere. Did it come out of nowhere or were we just not monitoring those things because we were told, oh yeah, nothing's bad. Well, let's not wait for things to get bad. Relationships don't get bad overnight. They get incrementally bad over time. Health doesn't get bad overnight, get incrementally bad over time businesses don't get bad overnight. They get incrementally bad and stale over time. You can look at all this and this is your your opportunity to be like, let's not wait for it to get that bad. But first is understanding that it's in this region. When you figure out that it's in this region, then you're like, okay, now I need to make some adjustments to it. If it's If it's in that, it's not that bad right now, but you can see the path that it's like, but it's going this way. This is your chance to be like, let's do something very different right now. Let's make a big change. Let's go get that 10 speed. Maybe we'll open up some new jobs, some new opportunities, things we didn't even realize existed. There's opportunity out there. And I think this is going to probably have a follow-up podcast at some point as we maybe find some more concrete examples to share. And also, I think we wanted to put this out in the listeners' minds to say, hey, can you find examples of this in your world? Have you seen examples of this world where you've overcome? I would love to share stories of this stuff. It would be really cool to do like a compilation of several stories of people who have recognized this, whether it was a conscious like, yep, that's region beta or didn't know that that's what it was, but now it makes sense kind of thing. 
so that we can show... Because I think if people who are... One of the ways that I look at this, Garrett, I think to help people identify, am I in this zone of mediocrity where it's just not that bad or it's not bad and I cannot see the opportunity for greatness or just getting out of this mediocrity is to share stories of people who've done that versus only exclusively sharing the stories of the rags to riches type of stuff. I mean, I love that stuff. I love the stories of people who were all the odds against them and they've conquered it. And that's amazing and it's inspiring. But if you're sitting there in a malaise of like, is that that bad? Where's the inspiration? We like to hear that, but is it really going to drive us to go take action? And, And I've seen mostly, no, it's not. But if we can hear from someone who's like, yep, life was pretty good. It was all right. You know, had a average this and an average that. And then I decided I didn't want average anymore. And opened the opportunity, opened my eyes and saw that, hey, if I go over here and do this, if I put myself into a challenging situation to spark this over here, all of a sudden life took off. And that's what I'd love to see for everybody who's listening to this to see like, hey, what can we help with that spark to help you have your life take off? You know, somebody that would be interesting to have on the podcast and be interesting to uh, have this conversation with, because it's somebody that I think, me not knowing what this region was before, but somebody I think that has mastered going after trying to figure out this region and to be better, Tim Ferriss. If anybody goes back and reads the 4-Hour Workweek, if you go back and read the 4-Hour Body, that is a dude that has gone out of his way trying to find the little irritations in life and how to figure out a faster way to do that same thing, how to find a more efficient way of doing that same thing. And as you're sitting here talking, I was like, so I'm putting that out there. Tim Ferriss, if you're listening, and I know you listen to the podcast, I uh, would love to have you on because I think this would be a really interesting conversation to have with somebody like that. At the same time, Matt, I'm happy you threw it out that you know, if you're listening to this and you have something in your life that you're like, I can see exactly where that region beta paradox existed for myself. And this was the point that I made a change. And whether you caught it early or whether it got bad enough, and all of a sudden, you, you're like now light years ahead of where you were because you realize I got to make this shift. I would love to hear these stories. I would love it if you type them. Or Matt, you've been doing a great job of actually getting the podcast up in the podcast community. So if you're listening to this and you're like, where do I post this? Go to the podcast community in Facebook and just write it in the comments right below it. I'd love to hear it. I think we've all got either accomplishments we have in the past and we can acknowledge this, or and I'm even more interested in people saying, I'm now acknowledging right now that I'm in that place in this part of my life or this part of my business, and I can now do something about it. That would make me so happy if that's what could be accomplished by our episode today. Yeah. Yeah. So... I love this thing. I mean, I got more thoughts, more paths that we can go down, Garrett, and we will. But we'll have more topics on this. Other thing I want to mention, in a couple of episodes coming up, it'll be Thanksgiving, and we'll probably do our, our traditional gratitude episode, which I'm excited about. But since it is gratitude month currently, I just want to ask everybody to you know share a little bit more gratitude leading up. We got about a week until Thanksgiving. Put more gratitude into your life. If you're working on your business plan, pour more gratitude into yourself before working on that. You're going to develop a better plan. You're going to develop better relationships. And you may even help yourself see the mediocrity that's around you in order to transition through this region beta to get to region gamma, I guess, would come next. I need to do more research. Yeah. So there it is. 
Well, Matt, thanks for exploring this topic with me today. I'm happy I stumbled into it. Hopefully everybody finds value in it. As always, if you want to go check out our groups, go to the Facebook community where we have the Ninja Selling Podcast. You can uh, join us there. We will be at 10,000 people by the time anybody's listening to this and going to be going there. So that'll be great. Very active community of very positive, awesome people. Uh, As Matt said in the beginning, if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling and all the offerings there, you can go to ninjaselling.com. There you can also find coaching. And that's what Matt and I both do on a daily basis when we're not doing podcasts. You can learn about all the coaching program there, all the different coaches that we have. We have 27 coaches right now, all very different personalities, but all highly trained to help people specifically implement Ninja in their businesses and to take their businesses to the goals that they've set for themselves. So I appreciate all of you. Love to hang out with you some more, but Matt and I are going to be back soon. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about Ninja Selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.